Keep on pushing to meet the needs of the customer will meet the needs of the business. The Carmali Exchange is brought to you by Master Chocolate by Bernard. Welcome to the Carmali Exchange. I'm Faisal Carmali, and there are many entrepreneurs out there that started off their business. Well, they were an employee. They were an employee of a major company. They had their skill sets worked on, and basically, these companies got a lot of their skills. I will say for free. And then the light bulb turns on. They go, "Hey, wait a minute." I can do this on my own. I don't need this big company. I don't need to work for somebody. I can work for myself. And this is one individual who I think all of you entrepreneurs need to know, either for your own business or at least the story that he's going to share with us. We got Mike Cottingham, president of Razor Sharp Consulting. Mike, welcome. Thank you, Faisal. You have a technology company that you've started. And I will say it wasn't your initial approach when you were working with a major telecommunication company in Canada.、Uh, it kind of spun off over time to actually bring that light bulb moment to you by saying, "Aha! I can do this on my own." So I'll let you tell us the story.、Uh, let's go with where you started in your career, and then how did it come out that you ended up opening one of the most fastest-growing software companies in the country? I sort of started my career back in telecommunications, as you had indicated,、uh, at Shaw. I was doing a lot of video, video engineering type work. Part of the process there was a user would have to go in and manually provision these devices, and there was an opportunity for them to accidentally mistype a, a number. And the consequence was that we'd get invalid content going out on the wrong channel. So you'd end up with.、Uh, You know, you're expecting to see Treehouse or something. You maybe see TLC instead.、Yeah. That was essentially the problem that we that we identified. I started sort of tinkering with these devices and realized that I could interface directly with them using a protocol called Simple Network Management Protocol (SNMP) and allowed our operations teams to effectively stand up one of these head ends without worrying that they were going to get the wrong content. After building that, I was pretty much hooked on writing software at that point. I realized that、uh, I could build things that were useful, that people would use, that would help companies as large as Shaw. It sort of got me the, I guess the buzz was sort of stuck in my ear. I need to do this full time. So I started working off the side of my desk as、um, a contractor. I guess fast forward like five years or so, and then I realized kind of late in my last contract there that I could probably just do this myself. So I started Razor Sharp, and then it was pretty much just. Projects after that, we've we've managed to keep our project pipeline pretty full. Don't want to just jump in there, Mike. I think the key thing that people should know about what you just said—it's not—it's not just what you said; it's how you said it. And let me kind of just go back, and if I could play this tape back for you, or when you get a chance to watch this,、um, watch how you talked about the, you know your first like, insight or passion towards、uh, software. So that your face lit up. But when you were talking about You、uh, working at these different companies, or、uh, you know, bidding for projects.、Um, you were talking as if it was that. Yeah, I was vacuuming my floor, and then I dust the table, and then <laughs> you know, then I had a bag of chips. Like it was just like a regular blah kind of. And then all of a sudden, then I got the idea. Then your 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 no your your whole body、uh, uh, language just changed right there. And I think that is the spark that entrepreneurs have. Not everybody would make that shift. Many people will say, "I have an idea, or I could do this service, but that's too risky. I'd rather go work for a company." You took the plunge,、yeah. and 
there's no major advertising. You're not, you're not, you don't have a big ad budget. You're not putting up billboards or going crazy on social media and stuff like that. You're, you're just doing this one client at a time, started with your network and your brand has just been building. And that's one thing I think a lot of business owners fail to recognize in today's world where they, they only talk about, well, if I just put more ads out there, if I just get more advertising, if I just do more advertising, the word of mouth is one of the best advertisers out there. I'm glad that you're doing it. Congratulations for everything that you've achieved so far. Thank you so much for that. So we got the opportunity to meet on social media. You know, you, you saw a couple of my posts on, I believe it was TikTok. Uh, there was some commentary. We had some exchange going back and forth. I, I think social media was a great connection for us. But I thought, um, you know, some of the commentary that was made on some of the posts, there's been some interesting comments and I want to get your take as a CEO, as an entrepreneur, uh, building your business. There are some different topics. Of course, our, our sponsor, Master Chocolate uh, by Bernard has uh, been nice enough to give us chocolate. So we're going to send some chocolate your way, of course. And each nice. of these boxes have, uh, you know, the, the commentary that we've seen. And I want to give you the key areas we've got. Hiring is a privilege. We've got quiet quitting, because that was a big topic as well. We've got fair pay, and I've got a wild card for you as well. So I'll let you start first. Pick the category. We'll go one, two, three, four from my left to right. Number two. Number two, all right. Number two is quiet quitting. Now, many people have talked about this topic. Many people have commented on this. This was a post that went viral uh, for us. Uh, when we had uh, an alumni member talk about quiet quitting and the concerns about it. Very, very passionate on both ends, employers and employees. And when we look at the master chocolate box, here was one comment. Oh, the chocolates look lovely. Um, that I wanted to share with you here. Uh, quiet quitters usually do that because they have ghost bosses who never show up when needed. That was the comment. What hmm. are your thoughts, A, of quiet quitting, and the ghost of the boss. <laughs> Quiet quitting, I think, is a terrible thing. But it's, I think, largely caused by employers and not giving their employees that path forward. If you give them a defined path as to how they achieve the next role or how they're going to move forward in the company, there shouldn't be any reason for them to quietly quit or just back away from their tasks, right? Yeah, and I think I think what, what one part that you were talking about was also that the that how you engage that employee. And if you have a boss that's never around or maybe physically there, but they have a closed door policy or they're physically there, but they're not engaging with their staff, they're not working with them, you're gonna get people who are just not motivated. They're coming there for the paycheck um, yeah. and, and that's it. You're not engaging them. And I think right. you know with your business and with our businesses that we have, it's engagement of the employees that's the most important part and pushing them as far as that they want to go because that will lead to career development, that will lead to higher income, that will lead to better pay, so on and so forth. But I think that as long as everybody's growing, then you know it, it, it gives them the opportunity to do so. So I, I really thank you for your commentary. All right, we've got one, three, and four left in our master chocolate boxes. What, which one do you want to go for? Uh, let's do four. Let's like, do four, the wild no. card. <laughs> oh, the wild card. This is the wild card one. Here we go. All right. And the wild card, of course, has four beautiful pieces of chocolate in there as well. Okay. This is actually a comment that you made uh -oh. on social media. Here we go. <laughs> it's true. You started off. When, when you're a business owner, you can never give up. When things get hard, trust they can get harder if you don't work through it. 
Now, we were having this commentary on, on one of the posts, and you have to work through it. What did you mean by that? I don't know. I, I think I just mean you've got to be persistent. You, everyone has issues that get thrown at them. Yesterday, I was in the middle of a very busy day, and my power got turned off because the, they were doing some work in the neighborhood. My, I had no power from about 1 until 4. So instead of just sitting at home, not working, I packed up my computer, went to a coffee shop and just kept on working, right? No matter what the universe sort of throws at you as an entrepreneur, whatever the issue is, you've got to just address it, hit it head on and work through it. I guess to the other side of that point, if you don't do that, it's going to keep coming at you and it's going to get worse. Yeah. Yeah. You got to power through it. You like that one? Yeah. Okay. Um, here's, I think your, your comment about that is absolutely true. You know, how many business owners, I don't know, you've met, I've met a bunch of them. When there's a problem, it's, uh, they've got three choices, fight, flight, or freeze. Many of them freeze. Yeah. And that's, I think, one of the most dangerous things a business owner can do. Even if you run away from it, meaning you're taking flight as an option, you're going to exit, you're going to walk away from this. That's a decision you're making. At least that's a decision. And then you can go from there. Uh, but when you freeze, um, that's, that's when things will get harder, no matter which direction you're going to go after that. Uh, we've got two more. Fair pay and uh, hiring is a privilege. Let's go to fair play if you're okay if I pick this one. Sure. Fair pay, when you go to social media, because of the, the type of individuals that go to social media and make comments, you've got a mixture of business owners and employees there. Um, and there is a lot of, um, of commentary, especially emotive comments about uh, topics like this and here's one that came in from brandon on on one of the posts if a business can't run without that role being filled by a full-time employee then it's important enough to be paid your worth so here's my question for you how do you know the worth of an employee but when we're talking about compensation only uh well apart from market value yeah for myself and for razor sharp we try to take a slightly different approach we've got a, a learning management system that we've integrated with that allows our employees to see what their path is to the next position that they're looking at it also gives them all kinds of training opportunities it it keeps them pretty engaged we sort of evaluate based on how how keen a user or a, a person is so if that person wants to pursue the next role well we're going to try and compensate them accordingly right if they're sort of stagnant in the current role that they're in they're not wanting to advance at all they're probably not going to see the the pay increases as well right yeah and i think that's that's where i think fair pay comes into place that that when you have an employee and you can give them that, that, that path of their next opportunity um, that kind of gives them not only the engagement, but the, the income increase. They can see where the next side is. The last box we have here, uh, Mike, we're going to talk about is hiring is a privilege. I want to get your take on this one. Ooh, these chocolates, I tell you. <laughs> Being able to hire is a privilege. Owners need to understand that they're working for you to achieve more while they work to live. Okay, here's the debate that happened with business owners, Mike. Many business owners feel that it's a privilege for you to work for them. In fact, one of my first jobs that I had out there as an adult, um, that was the, the sentiment, and, I'm, and I always said to myself, I'm never gonna work for somebody ever again, because I don't think it's a privilege that I work for you. But there's still that mentality that if, you, I, didn't, if I didn't have this business, then you wouldn't have a job and you wouldn't be able to pay for your thing. That, that sense of, of privilege who has the privilege? Is it the employer or the employee, in your opinion? 
Um, I think it's shared, but I think largely the employer has the privilege of working with that employee. In, in most cases, it's the employee that's bringing more value to the organization than the organization is bringing back to that employee, right? Despite the fact that we're in a bit of an employer's market at the moment and hiring talent is a little on the easier side, it's very competitive, I still think that we need to be appreciating our employees and be grateful to them and not sort of treat them as, as though they should be thankful that they have a job. I find that, and you've worked in big corporations, I've been part of big corporations as well, I find that that mentality of it's a privilege for you to work for me is more of a middle manager mentality than it is from an entrepreneur. What are your thoughts? I would agree with that. Yeah, and I, I think that's where, because the middle manager didn't have to put their, their own capital at risk. They didn't have to go and build their that's own right. pipeline. Um, and so as an entrepreneur, so business owner to business owner, uh, we wear thousands of hats. You know, we're the CFO, we're the CEO, we're HR, we're, we're all these different hats. And the minute that we get to hire somebody that can take one of the hats away from us and they run with it, that's our privilege. Now, we don't have to do that job anymore. Right. They can do that. And they're probably way better at it than we are. And so it's fantastic. I think it's a privilege to have. The team that we have at, at this lo location that I'm at right now, uh, you know, every single one of them is way better at what they do than I could ever do it at. Right. So that, and that's why I'm privileged to have uh, such a great team. And so I think, you know, when we look at that, it's a, I think the mentality of middle management who says you're lucky to have a job. They have never been an entrepreneur or a business owner. I think that's where the, the mix up happens. You know, and, I, and any other last thoughts about that as well? Um, well, I think that's why a lot of uh, middle management is getting eliminated in tech companies nowadays <laughs> because of that mentality. There's the warning, all you middle managers. Days yeah. are numbered if you keep it up. And there's an opportunity. Like you look at Mike's story, you will see that you know you've you've learned a lot of you've got a lot of skill. There's a light bulb moment. There's this passionate, and you'll see it. Watch this again. Watch the beginning part where Mike just lights up when he talks about how he actually started his own business on by himself and and got away from the I'll call it the corporate rat race. Not his words; those are my words. Um, and 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 that's a big aha moment. I love seeing that spark in business owners. Mike, I want to thank you so much for joining us here on The Exchange. Uh, if there's one piece of advice you would give entrepreneurs today in the entire world, in the entire concept, because you deal with software and you're dealing with other businesses, so you're business to business, what's the one piece of advice you would give entrepreneurs, business owners today? Uh, don't give up and don't underestimate the power of networking. There's also a chance for you to pitch, get some software to help you as well. There was an opportunity for you, Mike. See, he's, he got, he's got high integrity there. He wasn't pitching himself. He was talking about everything else. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. It's a, a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button for more from the Karmali Exchange. And feel free to follow me on social media at Faisal Karmali. The Karmali Exchange is brought to you by Master Chocolate by Bernard. 